0: Three. One, two, three. testing one two
1: all right all right welcome to the Georgetown Public Policy Review podcast series I'm Shane McCarthy I'm Brandon Riley and today we have the great privilege of sitting down with Governor Martin O'Malley former mayor of Baltimore former governor of Maryland and former presidential candidate for the Democratic Party thank you so much for being here
0: thank you guys Shane Brandon and Martin it sounds like an Irish band I
1: know. <laughs> yeah I mean, our last names you might actually have one <laughs>
2: <laughs> So. Governor, I want to start off kind of on the theme of why you're here today for the the Reflections on Running confessional series, and I want to ask you a question. You know, how has running for office changed since you first volunteered for the Hart presidential campaign in the 80s and since you first ran for your office yourself?
0: The technology's changed, but the basics of it have not. I mean, it's all a very human process and also pretty uh, uh, pretty, um, intimate and small crowds and in places in little towns all across iowa and new hampshire and that's the really refreshing thing i mean for all of the advanced for uh, for the internet and technology and micro targeting and cookies and all of that jazz i mean still uh, the presidential campaign in our country still comes down to people meeting the candidates in smaller settings in those early states and so that's a very uh, that's a very good thing certainly the um, uh, the influence of money is a lot, is even greater now than it was. Although 30 years ago, I mean, uh, that was certainly a huge factor. I mean, it's hard to raise money as a challenger, any challenger. And, uh, and, uh, and that's always a part of the, the equation here. Uh, but I would say that the technology has changed things in some ways, but the things that haven't changed is just that intimate one on one small group contact.
1: So there's been a lot of uh, conjecture, a lot of ink spilled recently about uh, the future, or lack thereof, of the Republican Party, but we wanted to get your thoughts on the future of the Democratic Party. Where do you see it evolving over the next few years or the next few decades even?
0: I think our party needs to – I think our party's best days are still ahead of us, but I think we need to uh, be much better at offense uh, than we have been. I think uh, we sometimes fall into a – Crouch position, and I think we should have an offense. What am I talking about? I'm talking about uh, uh, carrying the, the fight for uh, making the right to vote a constitutional amendment so that we can push back on these insidious sort of voter suppression laws that are being passed in many, many, many states. Uh, I believe that we should be pushing and organizing state to state on a constitutional uh, amendment to overturn citizens united uh, it's one thing to bemoan it it's another thing to decry it it's another thing to hope that a supreme court fixes it but we need to organize around these and we need to call the question in state capitals and and, uh, and let the other party play defense and explain why they would be against the right to vote or why they believe that corporations are people uh, so uh, i think our party uh, because of our diversity because of our big tent uh, because of uh, uh, that aspect of our party. I think our best states are in front of us, but we need a better offense.
2: I wanted to touch on policy a little bit. Are there any issues that you feel have been kind of left by the wayside during this campaign season that you would like to see more focus on from either the Democrats or the Republicans?
0: Oh, um, I think the, what I believe that the, the, uh, the yearning the world over and the great anxiety in our own country is for a job that actually allows you to get ahead to give your kids better opportunities than you've enjoyed yourself and I would hope in the fullness of the campaign that we are able to go a little deeper into the sort of basic economic policy choices that we used to make in the economy my parents built for, for uh, themselves and their kids and the economy that we've stopped building Uh, in these times, Uh, certain things like, I mean, there was a time when we always raised the minimum wage. There was a time when we understood investments in our country uh, actually gave our kids more opportunities and put more people to work. Uh, There was a time when we realized that making it easier for people to join unions and bargain collectively was something good for the wages of all. And we've gotten away from those things. So I think that's the most important Question right now, and I think this general election will turn on that question of which of the two candidates offers the best path forward, uh, so that people can breathe a little deeper and, and feel like their hor- hard, their own hard work will be redeemed by giving their kids better lives with more opportunity.
1: Uh, one issue that you did push a lot on the campaign is the issue of gun violence in the United States. Um, from your perspective, what do you think is the most effective way to move forward on this issue to continue to work to reduce gun violence in America, and maybe more importantly, how do we continue to shift public perception of this issue?
0: Yeah, I was proud during the course of this campaign, and I don't often use the word pride or proud, but I was proud of the way that, w- that my candidacy drove the the uh, issues of gun safety and gun control in our own party, and I think we developed a much more life-giving and 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 better uh, consensus within our party. I think for a while this has to go on a, it will probably proceed on a state to state basis, but I think the next president of the United States needs to to call the question and call it repeatedly and get people on the record. Look, I used to, there are a lot of political pundits or or pollsters who tell uh, candidates or people that are fortunate enough to get elected that uh, you shouldn't try if you're going to fail and i always looked at uh, as governor i mean there were some things that we had to do three times before we succeeded and i looked at each failure as a discovery opportunity to figure out who was with us who was against us and who i could get the next time so whether it was gun uh, gun safety legislation marriage equality repealing the death penalty or even the things we did on on uh, climate change and reducing greenhouse gas emissions look this is a process it's a conversation it's a dialogue and if you're going to succeed ultimately on some of these issues even in the short term you've got to be prepared to to call the question and fail a few times before that success all right
1: governor thank you so much for wow your time. that's really it,
0: appreciate it. Uh, we didn't get to talk about climate change i guess i should have said <laughs> that instead of the economy huh
2: before we sign off we wanted to get you a couple quick less politically type questions some
1: just quick answers. these
0: questions. are the fun questions these are the fun questions that rachel maddow would say are not designed <laughs> to make me look stupid or to embarrass me <laughs> exactly you.
1: Uh, so first of all, I guess, happy it's St. Patrick's Day. Thank you.
0: Hi, Holy Day.
1: Uh, in my humble opinion, there aren't nearly enough Pogues fans in the United States. On that note, I just wanted to know, what's your favorite song to play uh, with your band?
0: The, uh, a Pogues song? Uh, any song in general. Oh, wow. Uh, well, I'll stick with the Pogues theme since you put it out there. Right. Um, I'm fond of Thousands Are Sailing. Now, the Body of an American, we're also doing a lot lately. Uh, so those are my those are my favorite Pogue songs these days.
2: Do you have a pre-debate or pre-speech ritual, something that you do or eat before you go out on stage, give a speech?
0: Not really. <laughs> uh, we, uh, we found in, the, in our short journey together that, uh, as I look at my ABLE staff around me here, we found that uh, there was a inverse relationship to the amount of time spent preparing and the actual performance. <laughs> so it seemed like by the end, the less we prepared, the more fluid and the better I did. So maybe that was because all the study was done up front. I don't know, man. I mean, I try to make sure I go to the gym at, at some point before the debate. Sure.
1: And then finally, uh, any immediate plans for the future?
0: I'm going to be working. I'm doing a couple of things. I mean, one of the things I'm going to be active uh uh, with is a nonprofit organization called All About the Vote that is going to be reaching out, particularly in those states where barriers have been put up to prevent people from voting. Uh, we're going to be reaching out in strategic and tactical ways to uh, make sure that every voice is heard, every person knows what they need to do in order to continue to stay on the registration rolls or or indeed to, to show up and vote. The other... Uh, uh, nonprofit I just joined the board of is a, a group called Project Drawdown, and uh, this is a really impressive uh, group of men and women from all over the country and all over the world, and they map and measure uh, the uh, you know the, the top 100 most impactful solutions to climate change. Time is short, but the solutions are here, and the challenge is to scale them and to do it in a way that makes it uh, no pun intended snowball and and uh, Uh, get to an impactful scale so that we can uh, actually draw down the carbon in the atmosphere rather than content ourselves with the notion that, you know, we can stop emitting at a certain level and the temperatures will stop. Uh, So those are two of the things I'm doing, and then stay tuned. I'm talking to another, I'm talking to a number of people about other things, and I look forward to being involved in the general election, helping the Democratic Party's nominee.
2: Awesome. Thank you so much, Governor. We really appreciate you thank taking you. the time and coming to sit down and speaking with us. Tonight.
0: Brandon, Shane, thank you guys. We'll see you again soon, I hope. I hope
2: Thanks so.